Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I'd like to take a quick minute to tell you about my new books. If you've been following the podcast, you'll know that I helped bring my dad's business into the 21st century with Poshmark. I've documented everything we've done so you can start a business right from your closet or expand an existing business with an effective e-commerce solution, even if you don't have a large marketing budget or social media following. The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is now available in paperback and for Kindle. You can also find the Poshmark Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses with worksheets to help you manage your inventory and negotiate effectively and confidently on the platform. Both titles are available on Amazon, where you can find quick access links at bemovingforward.com or in my link tree, which is in the show notes for today's episode. Start learning and moving forward today. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 356. The write-up for episode 355 is available on the website. So looks like this month is just updates on Poshmark sharing out new features, talking about them. Today, I wanted to cover something that I think is really important to know. I think it's important to know with any e-commerce platform or any uh, sales business that you're in, and that has to do with both dispute resolution and quality control or quality assurance. So let's talk a little bit about this. I'm not sure if I covered this on the main uh, mini series. If I did, it was probably fairly brief. So I'm going to devote today's episode to this. So I think it's really important to be aware of what dispute resolution policies there are for any platform and also to have a realistic picture. Because one of the things that uh, is a reality is that if you are a seller, whether it's uh, you know for a physical store or whether it's online, especially if it's online, is that occasionally you will have uh, issues that come up with a sale. And so let's talk a little bit about this. It's not always comfortable to talk about this. I know it's a lot more glamorous. It's a lot more fun to talk about sales and the fun stuff, but I think it's important to have a realistic full picture of this. And uh, Poshmark is no exception. Uh, and I've talked about this on the mini series that one of the reasons why we gravitated towards Poshmark and away from other platforms like Amazon FBA is because whereas a lot of major e-commerce platforms tend to be very, very buyer protective or favor the buyer in terms of uh, no, uh, no questions asked, uh, return policies, that sort of thing. For a small business, that type of policy can be very harmful because what you'll see sometimes is a shopper trend where people will buy a lot of different things to kind of try them out and then return the ones that they don't like, no questions asked. And in fact, a lot of startups have actually adopted this model uh, where you may have seen a couple of clothing boutiques where you can basically order a trunk or uh, a set of clothing and just return what you don't like. However, for a small retail business, it's not uh, a model that's very viable or one that's, um, you know, that's realistically sustaining or sustainable. Uh, so one of the reasons why we went with Poshmark is because for the most part, all sales are final. Now I've talked about this and I do talk about this in my, uh, in my upcoming book that all sales final does not mean you have to relax or that you can just take a pass. If anything, I think for a seller, all sales final means that you have a greater level of responsibility. So let's talk about that. Uh, but before we do, let's talk about exactly how uh, 
the close of a transaction works on Poshmark. So let's say you've sold an item, you've shipped that item, and really for Poshmark, for the most part, if you're buying something on Poshmark, because a lot of the items that are sold on there are secondhand, were used, for the most part, it's just going to be a final sale. So what happens is this, a, a buyer will receive the item once you, you ship it out, and they basically have three days to inspect it. And during those three days, one of three things can happen. Sometimes a buyer will receive the item, they'll accept it, and that will close out the sale. And we've had that happen, and many sellers have had that happen where the buyer is happy with the item, they get it right away, they accept it right away, that closes the sale, the funds are released. Uh, another scenario is that the buyer may take the full three days. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong. It doesn't necessarily even mean that they're taking three days to inspect the item. But for some buyers, there's that peace of mind of having that three-day window. And after that three-day passes, if there's nothing else that comes up, within the fourth day, the sale will close and the funds will disperse. So you'll have a number of sales under like that. My recommendation is... If you find that a buyer doesn't accept the item right away, don't panic. Don't, uh, and also don't push them to, to accept it either. Just give them that time, and then on the fourth day, the sale will close itself, and that, that's pretty normal. Another situation that may happen is that the buyer may open a case, and this is the part that, that uh, I know for new Poshmark sellers can be a, a little bit of a nerve-wracking freak-out experience. It can cause your heart to skip a beat when you see that notification, and so let me kind of put this in perspective. When a buyer opens a case, it means that there's a perceived issue where there may be an actual issue with the item, uh, where there may be a problem for with it. Now, I will go over very generally speaking, and I do encourage you if you're selling on Poshmark, just go over their uh, terms and conditions and guidelines. But generally speaking, uh, once you sell something, a sale is final, and a buyer cannot return something uh, just because it doesn't fit. So size or misjudging size is not a, a reason to dispute a transaction. So and Poshmark is very much encourages buyers that if there if something doesn't fit, you can always sell it. In fact, there's a button on Poshmark where you can automatically reposh something that you've purchased. And uh, I may go over that feature a little bit more in depth uh, on a future episode. Um, so generally speaking, all sales are final. Now, the exception to that, the exception to the all sales final rule is if there is an issue with the item that was not disclosed. Let's say that there's a flaw, there's a scuff mark, and that was not disclosed either in the copy or the photos or both, then a buyer can open up a transaction, and a, a, a case. Uh, and what that does, and this is really interesting, Poshmark has created its own uh, dispute resolution system. Basically what that does is that once a case is opened, it opens up a private chat between buyer seller and Poshmark. So there are three parties involved. And uh, what the buyer can do is they can basically state what the issue is. And it also allows the buyer to upload photos. So if a buyer has an issue and they open up a case, my recommendation is, first of all, breathe, <laughs> count to 10, don't panic, it's not the end of the world. See what the issue is. 
and be polite. Be polite, even if you feel like uh, and you're confident that there was no issue with the item. Just be polite about it and ask questions. What exactly is the issue? And if they indicate something specific, ask them to upload a photo because you need to have some visual evidence that there's an issue. And then what will happen is that the buyer can basically state their case. You as a seller have an opportunity to respond. Poshmark is going to monitor this. And then what will happen is that Poshmark will look at all the the testimony. They'll look at the photos. This really is, and this is the lawyer hat uh, and the lawyer experience in me. This really is basically a, a, an alternative dispute resolution uh, methodology. It's one of the things that makes Poshmark kind of unique, I think, is that both buyer and seller have an opportunity to kind of state their case. And then Poshmark will make that uh, decision and they can decide one of several things. And I will lay out all the different scenarios. Poshmark may rule in favor of the seller. They may find that the, the uh, uh, complaint of the buyer is not warranted or that um, there's some other flaw with the, the complaint and they will rule in favor of the seller. And what will happen then is that the, the sale will close and the funds will disperse uh, to the seller. They may rule in favor of the buyer, in which case the buyer has, I think, three days to ship, return ship the item. So I think Poshmark sends them a return label. They have three days to ship it out. And then once the seller receives it, they have a period of time, I think two or three days to inspect it, to make sure it's basically in the same condition as when they sent it out. And then um, assuming that there's no issue uh, with the item that's been returned, then what will happen is that Poshmark will refund the um, the buyer and then the seller can go ahead and, and relist it for sale if he, he or she wants to. So that's one option. I'll give you another option. Uh, another thing that uh, has happened uh, in, you know, we've had times where someone will open a case. I'll give you an example. A zipper was stuck. And what we do is we basically try to troubleshoot it with them. And that's one of the reasons why you want to be communicative. Figure out what the problem is. Sometimes the problem can be resolved within the chat window. And what we've been able to do is basically walk the buyer through on some troubleshooting. So sometimes a case will, a buyer will open up a case just because that's kind of the, the, the first reaction. Maybe there's an issue that they don't know how to resolve and you can basically educate them. And we've done this with small troubleshooting issues. And what happens is that it resolves the issue and then the buyer drops the case. And that's it. So that will help it happen as well. So in our experience, for the most part, when a buyer opens a case, a lot of times uh, you can resolve it with them. The other thing that may happen, and we've had this happen too, in the few times that uh, we've had cases open, is that the that Poshmark will approve the buyer's return. However, the buyer, for whatever reason, will decide to keep the item and not return it, in which case the sale closes out and the funds are dispersed. So that happens too. Sometimes a buyer will change their mind about whether or not they actually want to return it. So that's basically how the dispute resolution works. There is a slight difference, and I'll go over this, and I've talked about this before, for purchases over $500. So if you sell a high-end item, that has a whole different process in which that goes to Poshmark first. It goes to one of their centers where they basically authenticate it. They do an inspection before they send it out to the buyer. 
and they'll look it over to make sure that if it's a high-end brand that it's it's authentic and then they'll inspect it as well and then they'll sell, send that to the buyer if the buyer decides to open a case with respect to that. Poshmark actually handles that directly. So there's no seller communication. It's basically something between the buyer and Poshmark. And again, it, it, you may end up with one of those uh, um, uh, resolutions where you may end up with one of the outcomes that I just talked about. All right. So that's in a nutshell how dispute resolution works. My recommendation, and I've talked about this before in the mini series, so I, I do direct you to that, is that really just be upfront, be as transparent as possible when you're creating your listings, if you're, especially if you're selling used items. If you're selling used items, there's a scuff mark, there's a flaw, uh, there, you know, what have you. Disclose that in the photos. Be over communicative. Disclose that in the photos. Disclose that in the text copy. If there's something that you yourself can fix, maybe it's like a, a loose thread, you know, snip those things, uh, trim that. If there's maybe a loose button, you can tighten up. Do that. Just the minor things. And of course, you know, the very basic thing would be to get it dry cleaned or cleaned before you list it for sale. It, or if it's a pair of shoes, you know, just polish them, that sort of thing. And this is directed more towards those of you who are selling used or secondhand items. You know, just put in a little bit of elbow grease to make sure that they're uh, as good as condition as possible. Uh, if you're listing them up for sale. Now, let me give you a quality assurance tip that we've been using for a while and it helps a lot is that obviously we take photos when we list the item. So one of the things that we do now, we use a two-step process is that when we sell an item, we actually not only prepare the item to ship it, but we actually take photos of it right before we pack it. So we take as many as we can. We take long shots, close-ups, different angles, that sort of thing. And what I do is I put that into a folder on my phone. I just call that current Poshmark orders. And once we box it up with the label, we also take pictures of the box as well, uh, just, just for completeness. And then uh, in the event that um, the sale just closes uh, and the funds are dispersed, I just delete the photos. I don't need them anymore. But if in the event a buyer does open up a case, I have fresh photos of the item right before it was packed that I can, you know, I can review, I can look at, and I can use to provide additional evidence uh, that in fact that uh, you know the the condition of the item was as described in the uh, in the listing. So that's just a very simple thing that I recommend you do. Uh, it 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 actually will give everyone I think a peace of mind. And of course you know inspect the item before you ship it out. And I will say if you happen to discover a flaw that for whatever reason. Uh, maybe slipped your attention where it was not disclosed, let the buyer know. Let the buyer know before you ship it out and, and disclose it and let the buyer make the decision as to whether or not to pr proceed with the uh, sale or not. And you know if they decide they change their mind, you can, uh, you can cancel that sale for them. If they paid full price, they've got a three-hour window in which they can decide to, uh, to cancel the sale. But if it's a, a price that may be negotiated you have the option of canceling the sale for them. And just be communicative. We've had situations where people have wanted to buy items that 
and this had nothing to do with a flaw, but we're clearly not the right size. And we've had at least two occasions where someone wanted the item, but they were buying a size that was way too big for them. And um, they were under the impression that they could get it sized down. And we knew for a fact that they couldn't because the size differential was too big. So we actually have declined purchase offers in occasions like that. And in one case, we actually canceled the sale for a buyer who bought who bought something at full price that clearly was not a good fit. We had actually had a couple of conversations. They ended up buying something that we knew was not going to be a good fit for them. So just be as transparent and uh, upfront as possible and treat your customers uh, as you would want to be treated. I mean, just follow the golden rule. Okay, so that's basically it. So today I wanted to cover dispute resolution and quality assurance. You can find the write-up for episode 356 at bemovingforward.com. It should be available on the day of release. If not, it'll be up uh, a day or so after. All right, have a great week and have a great weekend.